interests in health and well-being with different perspectives to bring you a variety of tips and tricks for feeling your best and living a full, healthy life. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Feel Better Podcast. I'm so glad that I'm back in the swing of things and I'm putting out recordings and just meeting with all of my incredible guests again. It feels so good. It is actually Saturday here and um, I've been just kind of all over the place. Just went to the gym and did some yoga with Wylan this morning, picked up some sweet greens. I just realized that I have a cut on my finger because there is broken glass somewhere up here that I need to find. There it is, actually. I just found it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I today I had the pleasure of meeting with Sarah. Sarah and I have been trying to connect for quite some time, and it was great to finally uh, meet virtually. Sarah is in Boston. It's a little bit of a time difference, so we met um, morning my time and noon her time. Um, Sarah is a registered nurse and a lover of all things food. She created her Instagram account, Sharing the Taste, as a way to share her recipes with friends and family. Everyone was asking her for the recipes she was posting on her personal account, so she decided to create a separate one dedicated to recipes, and they are beautiful. The way that she plates her food, it's just really um, it looks delicious, and I can't wait to make some of her dishes. Um, Sarah is a registered nurse, so she works in the ICU um, and specialized in cardiovascular health, uh, health as well. She received her bachelor's degree from the University of Massachusetts Dartmouth, and um, while earning her degree, learned about the incredible power food has in transforming health and preventing chronic disease. She also realized when she was working on the cardio unit that so many of her patients would, you know, come into the hospital for heart issues and then immediately be eating a burger or fried food or what have you. So she made it her mission to learn more about nutrition and health. And she attended um, schooling for health coaching as well so that she could kind of work to prevent some of that, to prevent individuals from ending up on the cardio floor um, for heart issues that, you know, mainly were contributed to by lifestyle choices. So I think it's very cool that she's got that well-rounded holistic perspective in terms of the traditional um, nursing school and then also having the health coaching and the nutrition aspect of it as well. So um, Sarah had her own kind of personal health issues with hormones and um, she gets into that here and how the power of managing your stress and eating well can really impact your hormones and also how not doing those things can impact your body in a negative way. So without further ado, let's welcome Sarah and she can tell you her story. Yeah. Welcome. Okay, cool. So I have Sarah here. Sarah is an ICU nurse and yes. a health coach and you've got yes. the most beautiful recipes on your Instagram. Oh, thank I don't you. know how you find time to do all these things. Um, That's what everyone asks me. They're like, how do you work full time and then do all this stuff on the side? Yeah, it's a lot. And they're so pretty too. You yeah. place them so nicely. It's not even like you're just cooking for yourself. Oh, and, thanks. and that's it. They're beautiful. So I highly encourage everyone to go check them out. Um, but let's talk. So you're in Boston. So yes. thanks for being here at noon on a Saturday. I'm sure there's so many things that you have planned. Um, it's 9 a.m. Yeah. where I am. 
So I'm kind of getting my day started. I'm going to go for a hike later. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's good weather here at least. I don't know about where you're from, but today it's sunny. Yeah. It's sunny. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about your, your journey to, you know, becoming a, a registered nurse, which I think is amazing. Yeah. And then also how you decided to add on to that with the health coaching aspect. And then yeah. more importantly, your journey, your personal journey with your own hormone health and the right. symptoms that you were experiencing and how you kind of came to the realization that you could make changes to your lifestyle to yeah. you know, improve. So we can talk through all of that. Um, but did you, so when you became a health coach, did you go to IIN? Where did you go? No, actually, um, health coach Institute. I looked into IIN, but I wasn't really like, didn't like do it for me. I don't know. I felt like it was like, not really what the vibe that I was going for. So yeah. I chose, cause I know a lot of people, especially like on Instagram, like that's like the like big one. IIN, they like, love it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I just was like, I want to try something different. Um, and I was researching a bunch of like health coaching programs online. And this one just seemed like it would fit for like my schedule and whatnot. Um, but I really, really enjoy it. I'm actually still in the program right now. So I'm not like officially certified yet. Um, but it's going well. So I'm loving it. And I'm so happy that I decided to do it. Which one? Tell me again, which one it is health coach Institute. Okay. And it's online. Yeah, it's online. Yep. It's all virtual. It's like a six month program and the lessons come out each week. So you can really do it on your own schedule and your own time. And obviously for me working full time still, that was really appealing to me. So yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I did the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I loved it when I was looking at it. Like it definitely was my vibe. So I'm, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was similar. We had the modules each week. Um, I did the right, year long right. program, um, but I loved it. Like the, the knowledge yeah, in that program is something that I'll have forever. Exactly. Even if you don't end up, you mm -hmm. know, doing health coaching long-term, you still gain so much from all the like education about just nutrition for your own your own good. So, yeah. and what I've heard, and you can provide some clarity on this because obviously I have no firsthand experience, but from what I've heard, when you go through your, your schooling and your education as a nurse, there isn't much of a focus on nutrition and like holistic, right? right? Is that correct? Yeah. So I had like one nutrition course through like the four years of my program. Yeah. I had my bachelor's degree. Um, so it was a four-year program and I literally only had like one class on nutrition. And I just, I even like kept my like textbooks from that class. Cause I just loved it. And then obviously like it just, you get crazy with all the other classes. So it kind of was just on the back burner. And then after I graduated, I started working, um, on a cardiac floor. So I took care of patients pre and post-op, um, cardiac surgery and same thing. Like there wasn't this focus on health and nutrition, I remember I would like walk into my patient's room who just had open heart surgery. So they have like a huge incision down their chest and they're sitting there eating like a pile of like meatloaf and French fries. And I'm like, why aren't we, this is where healthcare is lacking. And those were kind of the moments for me where I was like, I want to be educating people before they get to this point where they're needing open heart surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I went into the intensive care unit, just looking for something different, a little bit more acute and critical and same thing. Like I like the schedule. I work only three days a week. So it allows me to have all this free time on the side to, you know, 
health coach and do all my stuff on Instagram and recipe development, but like, same thing. We're not, it's not reaching people before they get so sick. Right. You're managing their care at the point that they're at, at that time. Right. That's amazing. I love that you were able to kind of see the bigger picture and add on to your rigorous training as a nurse, but yeah. find other ways to work with people before they end up in the ICU or on the cardiac right. floor. How did exactly. you decide to become a nurse? What was it that prompted you to go in that direction? Was that something as a kid? You always Yeah, I don't know. I always like, I feel like that, you know, when you're like a kid, you're like, I wonder what I want to be when I grow up. Like there was never anything else for me. Um, I kind of just always like knew that's what I wanted to do. I feel like I grew up like a nurturer. Um, even like with my friends, I was always kind of like the one like taking care of, not like taking care of everyone, but just like everyone would like come to me for like advice and things like that. And I just was like, I kind of just, I feel like I want to be a nurse. I want to help people. I want to make a difference. Um, so yeah, there was never really anything else that I wanted to be per se. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. I, I yeah. really admire people like you because I, I could never, like, I could never touch yeah. people because like, I just I know blood needles, like mm-hmm. people in pain, like it, it takes yeah. a certain kind of person to be able Thank to you. do that. And I could, I couldn't. So kudos yeah. to you. That's amazing. And then how you. So you decided to move into ICU just for kind of like to continue your growth. And yeah. To, to just like grow, become a stronger nurse, build my skill set. Um, I really just wanted to, I feel like ICU, once you are an ICU nurse, it kind of opens up the doors for a lot of other things. And you have, you know, that's like the highest level that you can, you know, work in as far as acuity goes. So I was just like, I think this is a good stop for me in my career. Um, and I do love it. Like I do like taking care of patients like that are that sick. I only have like one patient most of the days. So it's really nice to be able to just like focus in on that one patient. But I, like I said before, like, I just want to be reaching people before they get that sick because it's like, I'm managing them in that moment, but then they can go home and most likely they're not going to get like the tools and education that they need to not end up in the same situation that originally brought them in. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. So how do you work with your clients? Are you, um, is there like a specific niche that you focus on or is it more general? No, it's just more general. I like to, I feel like as an overview too, especially we'll get more into all of this with like hormones and stuff, but there's such another, it's, you know, important to focus on like your diet and nutrition, but stress is like literally can kill you. And I feel like if you're not managing your stress, but you're doing all the other right things, you're still doing a disservice to yourself. So like, that's exactly actually what happened to me um, with my whole hormone imbalance, crazy, like situation that I had going on, the stress that I was under. I had a lot of changes in the last year and yeah, I was focusing well on my diet. I was exercising still, but the stress just got to me and it just put me in a bad situation. It's, this is such a great segue because I literally yeah. said to my husband this morning, I made the mistake of weighing myself today, which is, yeah. I don't know why I do that. Like, it should just be like a once a month thing to keep myself in check. But I have been back in the gym more regularly. I always am very conscious of what I eat. I eat very clean. I haven't yeah. had alcohol in about three weeks. Like that usually, helps awesome. me down. Yeah. but I gained three pounds and I'm 15 pounds heavier than I was 
a year ago. And I said to my husband, it's the work stress. It's work stress. Yeah, I started it totally this job. Like, it hold, you hold on to that. So you this hold on to it. Exactly. So yeah. Like when you're in that stress response constantly, like your body's just holding on to all that fat because it just, your cortisol levels are just all out of whack. And you can, like I said, you can be doing all the right things, but your body's holding on to all that fat. Um, so once you get to the point where you're like, not in that constant, like fight or flight mode, your body's not going to be able to lose that weight that you want. And for me, what happened was I ended up having ovarian torsion. And a lot of the times I was talking to my gynecologist about this really bad, like stress levels can have those or make those cysts form and grow to the point where you can lose your ovary, which is what happened in my situation. What's the difference between that and ovarian cysts. So it, it is an ovarian cyst. So I did have an ovarian cyst, but once it gets to a point where it's so big, Uh it can wrap around your ovary and your ovary can lose blood supply, which ultimately ends up killing it basically. Um, so a lot of people have like ovarian cysts and don't even realize that they have them. Um, and you can just like, you know, live with them. They can kind of come and go and whatnot. But I think I was just under like so much stress and I had gotten off the pill, which is definitely another contributor. Um, being on it or being off it, being off of it, being off. Um, oh, okay. I didn't being know off that. of it. Yeah. I guess, um, like if your hormones are really imbalanced, that's can, that can cause the cysts to form. So the pill helps to regulate, you know, ovulation and all, all those things. So not being on the pill, having high, high stress levels, it was just kind of like a recipe for disaster. So my cyst got so big to the point where it killed my ovary and I had to get my ovary removed. What were the symptoms that you were experiencing that led you to kind of look into what was going on? It was literally the worst pain that I've ever felt in my life. Like I've had a cyst before and same thing, like really, really bad pain, went to the emergency room for it. Um, but at that time it ended up like resolving on its own, but this was just crazy. Like I was like hunched over. It literally felt like someone was like stabbing me in my uterus. Like it was awful. And I had to go to the emergency room three times before they were like, Oh my God, like you have ovarian torsion. Like it was the worst week of my life. I'm not even exaggerating. So yeah, I was just like stabbing pains. I was super, super nauseous. I like couldn't eat anything because it was just like, anytime I would put food down, it would just like, I would get super bloated. I was already bloated to begin with and it would just make it worse. So yeah, if anyone has that pain, go get checked out because I feel like a lot of the times we ignore signals in our body mm-hmm. and you don't know what's going on underneath it all. So, oh my gosh. So then horrible. what did they do for you when you went to, when they finally just determined what it was? Yeah. So the first day I went to the emergency room, ton of pain, um, they took a ultrasound and they found the cyst and it was like, I think they said it was like seven centimeters. So think of like literally the size of an apple and they were like, we don't operate unless it's like over, I think like 10 or something. These are just like, not probably not accurate, like numbers, but (laughs) uh, it wasn't at the point where they were saying that it was okay to operate on. So the gynecologist who saw me in the emergency room was like, I want you to call your gynecologist in the morning, get you back on hormonal birth control 
And so I did that. Obviously, I called my gyno, picked up the pill, started taking it. Um, still was having really bad pains. And the gynecologist who I saw in the emergency room called me that morning, like the next morning as well, asked me how I was feeling. And I told her I was still like in a lot of pain. So she was like, you still shouldn't be in that much pain. Like I need you to go back to the emergency room. So I went back to the emergency room for the second time, did another ultrasound. And they were like, oh, it's actually shrinking in size. Like everything's looking better, blah, blah, blah. They're like, it's obviously like going to be uncomfortable. So I guess this is like expected. So I'm just like, okay, like went back, back home. Then still same thing. Like I wasn't sleeping because I was just in so much pain. So like similar thing that night. And I called my mom. I'm like, you need to come over to my apartment. Like, I don't know what to do at this point. Like I'm still having all this pain. It's been like three days now. And I feel like no one's like listening to me. So I called my, my gynecologist again. And I was like, can I come into the office and see you? Like, can I get an ultrasound with you? Like not at the hospital. And they were just like, oh, we don't have ultrasound today. Like you need to go back to the emergency room. And I'm like, they're not doing anything for me. I've already been there twice like they're just like so I'm like at that point it was kind of like I was a little being a little aggressive on the phone because I was just so like frustrated I felt like no one was listening to me went back to the emergency room took another ultrasound and the gynecologist who I had seen the first day was actually there on call that day and came in and was like you have ovarian torsion um we need to like go and to the operating room right now wow so went to the OR she basically was like, I obviously don't want to take out your ovary, but there is a chance that I probably will have to. And then they were, usually they can do this type of procedure laparoscopically. So they go through like your belly button. Um, but she was like, we might have to like cut you open. Like if I were to do like a C-section. So at that point I was like, okay, I'm getting cut open. I'm getting my ovary taken out. And this is just it. Like it can't get any worse than this. And that's what ended up happening. I got my ovary taken out. Um, They had to cut me open. It's like the exact same incision as a C-section. So it's just like below your bikini line. Um, It's about like, it's pretty long, to be honest. I feel like it's longer than like a usual C-section. Yeah, those end up being like, well, I guess the belly's so stretched and then it shrinks. And that wasn't- She said they were like, it was like really tough to like- get to or something I don't know she was like I had to call in the chief like of OBGYN like for the hospital to come in into the OR with me like so yeah it was crazy so So, then that kind of prompted me to get my health coaching certification because I was like like I want to help people not get to this point yeah I think so many of us enter this kind of line of work to help prevent others from going through what we had to go through. That's right. very common, I think. Um, yeah. Maybe a dumb question, but how many ovaries do we actually have? So you had one removed. How many? We have that- two. Oh, there's two. one on each side. And then the eggs that drop every yep. are in each. Yep. So you have one and you had two. Got it. That's interesting. Yeah. So did that impact your hormones going forward, having one less ovary? No. So like you're over, you're the over that I have left is essentially now doing the work of two. So it's kind of like compensating for everything. Um, I'll still be able to like have kids and whatnot. Granted, everything goes well with this one and I don't get another cyst. Um, but as far as like hormones and like moving forward, she, my gynecologist basically just told me like, I need to stay on the pill, which is like kind of unfortunate because I got off the pill because I didn't want to be on the pill anymore. Um, 
So I'm actually switching my OBGYN to just get another opinion and see like what someone else says. So stay tuned. Yeah. Wow. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. That sounds just so incredibly stressful. Um, when you look back, what were some of the factors that led to that stress? And I think, and then we can talk about how to manage stress, you know, better going forward. And I'm sure you've learned so many tools, but what was kind of, what do you think was leading to the stress that you were experiencing? Um, well, I obviously think COVID had a big factor in it all, like working as a nurse through COVID was really, really tough. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just like a rough time. And then I ended up like moving. So that was kind of, you know, moving is always stressful. Um, and then I got, I switched jobs. So that was another thing. So I just had like all these like kind of big changes over like one year. And at the time I feel like I didn't like when you're going through it, like, okay, I was so excited to move, but like, it was still stressful. I was so excited to get a new job, but it was still stressful. Like I didn't think that all these things were going to lead up to something like this. Um, and granted, who knows if, you know, they really did. But a lot of the times my gynecologist was telling me that like stress can really like put a toll on your hormones. And so I think I just had a lot of change over time. And I was just still dealing with like, at, like, obviously this year, like, I don't know about where you're from, but like COVID was getting a little bit better with us. Um, but just like still dealing with all of that, like stress and like, like PTSD basically from the actual like pan- like pandemic when it was really bad in 2020 Working in the ICU during the pandemic. So I was still at my other job, cardiac floor. Um, but we were actually like shut down for the majority of the like time when things were really bad and we were like floating all over the hospital. So that was tough because like I'm ripped away from my like home unit. I'm not working with any of my coworkers I'm going to random floors that I'm one, not familiar with Two, I don't know anyone on the floors. And like, it was just like, that element is stressful when you're not in a pandemic. So like, it was just, it was a lot, definitely was challenged a lot as a nurse during those, those, um, times, but what can we do? Yeah. I mean, and just the unpredictability of it all. And then, like you said, being, around different coworkers on different floors, different issues that people are experiencing. That is a lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so what have you learned? What tools have you implemented to help you manage stress? Now you seem to have a very calm presence. Um, (laughs) something's working. Do I, (laughs) I feel it. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Um, I just am more like, I feel like I've just kind of slowed down. Like I'm just telling myself, you know, like just be present where you are right now in life, because if you're just constantly trying to make your next move, like that's just going to pile on more stress. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've just been trying to be more present and mindful and in the moment. And then I've also just like increased my like activity and being outside more. I feel like people really underestimate just like sitting outside. Like it's really like beneficial to like, your mind, your body, everything. Um, and then I just feel like I'm more comfortable now. Like I'm kind of, like I said before, like slowing down, I'm more like settled out. Like I've been living where I moved for over a year now. Like I'm settled into my job. Um, 
and obviously like going through all that now I'm kind of like you don't really have a choice like you need to like you need to stay on top of your diet like you need to be able to manage stress like it's not like like I don't like obviously don't want this to happen again so Yeah. And I think too, sometimes people think like I can, I can go at 120 because I'm still young or I don't have Mm -hmm. any health issues or, you know, this won't be forever. And they don't expect things to catch up to them until they're in their seventies, eighties. And that's Mm -hmm. not the case. It can catch up to you very quickly. And we do have to be careful today and now and make sure that we're, you know, supporting our bodies through all of that, that change in those stressful situations. Um, okay, cool. So let's talk about food. I love, yeah, I love food. <laughs> what? Um, so how did you kind of find yourself in a place where you created an Instagram account and you're sharing yeah. recipes and was cooking always something that you did or did you kind yes. of teach yourself? So that was always a part of your life. Yeah. Like always a part of my life growing up. My mom's Italian. My dad um, is a teacher. So he would be home every night cooking dinner. Like food was just something that like my family, like always was like cooking. We were always like doing new recipes, cooking together. So I just, I grew up cooking. So it's kind of something that's always been like in me. And then when I, or right before I graduated college, um, I would always like post like food on my like personal account, like just things that I was making. And people would always be like, can you give me the recipe? Like, oh my God, this looks so good. Like all this stuff. So I'm like, why don't I just make a separate account and just you know, keep it separate and post all my recipes there, what I'm eating. Um, and then it kind of just honestly like blew up. Like now the fact that I'm trying to like build a business from all of this is like crazy. Like I never would have thought that it was literally just a page to post recipes for my like friends that I had on my personal account to just like go to and look over there. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's like, how one little like idea can like flourish into like something that now could possibly be like my career. It's crazy. And you get so much enjoyment out of it too. Totally. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. That's a good point too, for anyone who's kind of, there's so many, I think just different avenues for people to have side hustles or change. jobs. And what you said is that just Mm -hmm. one post, one page setting up the Instagram account, just taking it day by day and doing what you enjoy can really turn into something amazing. It can grow quickly. If people are, I feel like we're not like, we're not like, not like taught that, like what you enjoy could be your like full-time career. So it's like, I feel like we kind of like push down like our like passions and stuff because we're also like busy. This kind of goes back to the stress thing, like busy with work, family, whatever it is. And like, why not? Mm-hmm. you know, make your passion into at least a side thing, not does it have to be full time, but yeah, yeah why not? Express your creativity in a different way too. Exactly. Like you're yeah. working in, you know, as a nurse, like you get to come home and create these beautiful things. Like I do, yeah. I do day work as, you know, in human resources. And then I get to get creative with my holistic health, health coaching and my right. Instagram account and my stories. And it's just, it's that aspect of life. Like when we look at like our primary foods and the things that bring yeah. joy outside of just food, that creativity yeah. and that connection. And you get to, 
you get to help people and socialize and talk about something you love. So tell me a little bit about like, what's, how do you incorporate hormone healthy kind of foods? And, you know, there are so many different foods that can Mm -hmm. either help support your hormone balance or regulate it. Um, What have you found that's really worked well? Um, so I really try my best to not eat like a lot of processed foods. Like yeah. really the only thing that I eat that's processed would be like snacks, but like everything else is pretty much like I'm cooking and it's like, like plant-based foods. Yeah. Um, I do eat obviously like meat, but I really try to limit red meat. Um, I really, after like my whole surgery, I really haven't eaten red meat. Um, just a lot of like inflammatory, like meats are really inflammatory. So I try to stay away from that. Um, I try to eat a lot of anti-inflammatory foods. So like berries, um, I love smoothies. Like literally I will eat or drink a smoothie every single morning. Um, I put cherries in them. Cherries are really, really good for your hormone health, which like I didn't even know. Um, so that's kind of a little secret that I have. I love putting cherries in my smoothies incorporating like flax seeds and other different types of seeds have really seemed to help just like keep even like my skin, obviously all that is like your hormones. Um, so yeah, I try to eat not processed foods, you know, keep my diet pretty like consistent. So like I said, like every morning I'll wake up, do a smoothie and then try to limit any type of like red meat. I still eat chicken. Cause I feel like that's like the one thing that I like, it's really hard to like get out of your diet. Um, especially like trying to eat like high protein and stuff, but I try to like limit animal products, but I still do still do eat them. I think everything in moderation too. Exactly. Yeah. It's so hard to try to be, be perfectly this way or perfectly that way. I just recently, I, I didn't eat, um, animal protein for years, years and years, probably 10 years, maybe longer just recently. I was like, what, why, why right. Am I not, like having a really high quality burger or making turkey, spinach and feta meatballs for my son, mm-hmm. or, you know, roasting a whole chicken with herbs and lemon yeah, you know, right. and incorporating that. And I think I got so stuck in being this person, like yeah. that's not how I eat when it didn't. And I think a lot of it too, for me was like calories, like being plant-based was a way to lose weight. And I've right. really started to rethink that and incorporate some animal protein in a, in a very healthy way and always looking for like high quality, you know, chicken mm-hmm. or Turkey. Um, so right, I like right. to you know, kind of incorporate that. And, you know, I think yeah, definitely if it makes you feel good, some people don't like, I don't digest meat all that well. It just kind right, of makes like heavy. So I just mm-hmm. do it like occasionally. And yeah. Like, and I feel like there's so many like myths and like diets out there and like I feel like it overwhelms people and people don't realize like, it's not that hard to just eat healthy. Like, yes. It's not complicated. And that's why I tried to like portray through my Instagram pages. Everything that I'm sharing is like real food. It's easy. It's not going to take you hours to cook. Like it's really not that hard to eat healthy. Like you just yeah. have to like get past all of that. Like diet culture, all these like myths about like what I should be eating. Like to your point, like, why was I not eating animal protein? Like who was telling you not to eat animal protein? Just go by what you feel Mm -hmm. and 
yeah, it's not that complicated. I agree. It's, it's so much more simple than people make it out to be. And I think right. a lot of that is the marketing and the money-making. Mm-hmm. And if there's this yeah. diet, that diet, this book, that book, follow my yeah. way of eating, follow my, you know, plan. So much of yeah. it is just like marketing nonsense and noise. And it's yeah, really exactly. Really it shouldn't be. There's like, so I feel like there's so many like products, like diety products out yeah. there now that it just like, it just overwhelms people. Yeah. And if they think it's a yeah. quick fix, like this is going right. to be what changes it for me, or this is how I'm finally going to lose those 40 pounds, mm-hmm. or I'm going to do this yeah. cleanse and then I'm going to eat healthy for the rest of my life. And it's none like, of them yeah. ever work. Ever. No, they don't. <laughs> and that them. is like, exactly like it brings back to like the whole thing why like health coaching is so beneficial because it's like, you can be doing these little like diets and weight loss, like kicks or whatever. But then it's like, if you're not changing your habits on how you're eating and around your diet, like you're just going to go back to your old ways. You're going to gain that weight back. You're going to feel like crap again. Like, unless you actually, you know, change your habits. Why, like, why even do the diet? Like, honestly, (laughs) exactly. And yeah, get stuck in that cycle. And they're like, well, that wasn't it, but it was just me. I wasn't disciplined enough. And let me try this again. And, um, so I love that you do the smoothies in the morning and cherries. I love putting like frozen cherries with a little frozen fruit. Yeah. Chocolate cherry flavor. That's so good. Um, That's so funny. I literally posted a like chocolate peanut butter cherry smoothie the other day on my page. So you have to check that out. <laughs> yes. I never yeah, had it was really good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, so what does lunch look like for you? <clears throat> lunch is honestly so different because the days that I work, I like meal prep. So I obviously have something prepped, but the days that I'm home, I'll cook something. Um, so usually like for, if I'm bringing lunch to work, I'll usually do like a salad or like some type of like, um, I love like the high protein pastas, like the chickpea pastas yeah. or like red lentil pasta. So I'll do maybe like, um, like a pasta, like primavera with like tons of like veggies and stuff. And then I always usually like to pack like, um, like some berries just for like a little snack or like almonds at work. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like varies. Um, but I always like try to stay consistent with like not eating a processed mm-hmm. like lunch or dinner. Like I'm not going to go to the calf and yeah. Not to say that if you do, like it happens, like if you yeah. don't have food prepared, but I really try to like have like healthy foods prepared. So I'm not going to the calf and getting like chicken fingers and fries or something. Yeah. That just makes yeah. me tired talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I can already it's a feel lot of, like, I feel. Yeah, I know it's, it can be like, and that's another thing too. It's like, I feel like people think it is a lot of work to like prep, but it's also like, if you go out and get like a rotisserie chicken, all right, that's already cooked for you. Then you get like one of those like prepackaged, like, um, like salad, like things or whatever, like the mixes, just throw that together. And like the dressings in those salad things, I'm not a huge fan of because they're like full yeah. of like sugar and they're really high calories, but like just use like olive oil or like another like low calorie dressing. Like that literally will take you like 10 minutes to make and you can have lunch for like three days in a row. Like you have to be creative. And I think prioritizing too, you know, make it a priority, go to the grocery store on whatever day works for you. I'll do like Sunday, I'll roast a ton of vegetables and then I just incorporate them into my meals throughout the whole week. It's like, it took me 10 minutes to chop them all up threw them in the oven, mm-hmm. went, you know, a bunch of other things and then it's done. Yeah. 
So like you said, roasting yeah. a chicken, even getting the rotisserie chicken that's already made, making a chicken salad and putting it on. I like to put it on like brown rice cakes. So I'll do celery. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And onions and yeah. mix it all up. So I love that because you only have to, you really only have to like meal prep or plan once or twice a week. It doesn't have to right. be this huge, you know, spend the entire day doing this. And I love right. that. I think just making that a priority is, is so important. Yeah. And then and it's like, realistically, like you do have the time, yeah. like you just don't want to put in the time. Exactly. You'd rather like binge watch something on Netflix. It's yes. like, you're going to thank yourself when you're at work and you're hungry and yeah. you have a good lunch. <laughs> and making it convenient for yourself so that you yeah. aren't ordering something because you don't have something pre-made right. and you're not getting a pizza. Like even on Friday nights, like my husband and I, we do pizza night on Friday night, but I yeah. order daily harvest flatbreads. So they're in the oh, freezer. Yeah. They're yeah. delicious. And then I yeah. don't feel like shit because I ate Domino's. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like finding ways to, you know, still like enjoy what you love, but also yeah. like making them healthy. So you're not like, to your point, feeling like guilty or just like not even guilty, just not feeling good. Like yes. you can, at least I can like totally tell when I ate something crappy. Yeah. Like I feel like people who like, don't eat like right or like don't eat like whole foods like don't even realize that they're feeling crappy because of what they're eating yeah I totally agree with you they don't know how good they can feel they don't realize the way that they feel isn't how you're supposed to feel and that you could Mm -hmm. feel so much better by adding in some leafy greens and some you know lentils and and just kind of moving away from a lot of the processed foods and soda and, you know, sugary drinks and things like that. Like you can feel so sugar is like, it's disgusting how much sugar we can consume in those dressings that you were mentioning too, sugar, rancid oils, lots Mm -hmm. of sodium, like, yeah, it's so bad. (laughs) I am a really big fan of like making my own salad dressings. So for instance, like I'll make a batch of salad dressing and like throw it in a mason jar. So it's like, you're Uh, only pre-making it like once and then you have it like in your fridge prepared. So I love doing like olive oil, like some red wine vinegar, lemon juice, and then putting like fresh herbs. Like, I don't know if like you like dill, but I'm like a huge fan of dill. So I'll do like dill, parsley, like there's so many like different you know, salad dressings and flavors that you can make. And it's really not that hard. And you're saving so much sugar, so much calories by, you know, just taking that time and just making a fresh batch of dressing and throwing it in your fridge. And you're getting the health benefits of that great quality olive oil too. So it's not canola oil or soybean oil. oil. Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting all of that kind of skin and heart healthy, um, right. olive oil as well. The omega three is right. Omega threes. Oh, I'm a huge fan of like omega threes, like fatty acids, like salmon. I could eat salmon every day. Like yeah. I really could. <laughs> I love air frying it. Have you tried air frying it? Yes. I, I have tried air frying it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. With dill and lemon. Yeah. That's a good one. That's Usually I'll like the other day, I actually just posted this. I posted a salad with salmon. And then I had my homemade dressing with um, the dill and the parsley. That's so funny. Delicious. We're on the same track. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I love that. So, okay. So we've got smoothies for breakfast and you've got your snacks, nuts and berries, which is great because you've got the healthy fats and the antioxidants. Um, Yeah. Got lunch. What does dinner look like on a normal night for you? 
dinner is usually when I'm cooking, when I'm home. So like I work 12 hour shifts. So on the days that I work, I don't get home to like eight. But on the days that I am home and have time to cook, I love like fish. So I usually try to do fish for dinner because it takes a little bit more time to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll usually do like salmon, shrimp, or like cod. And then I'll always have like some type of vegetable. I like love Brussels sprouts and broccoli. And I've been making this really good like mashed cauliflower. Um, I just boil the whole like head of cauliflower. I'll drain it and then mash it with some milk and like garlic powder. And I don't know why it's so good. And like, you feel like you're eating mashed potatoes if you really like blend it. I have one of those like, um, on a food processor, but it's like, blender. Yes. One of those, like a a handheld. So it really gets like creamy. Um, so I love that. And then depending on like what my vegetable is, if it's like starchy, if if it's not starchy, I'll do like brown rice or like same thing. I love the like high protein pasta. Um, Have you tried right rice? The lentil rice, the right rice? Have you tried it? No, no. Really good. It's made from like right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Right rice. It comes in a little packet. It's usually in the rice section and it's just lentil flour but it tastes like rice. And I'm like, this yeah, is <laughs> I'll have to try that. Yeah. yeah. I usually just do like brown rice. I'm just like, kind of like a plainest when it comes with stuff like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I love that. I'm going to have to try one of, I love cauliflower and I love doing like cauliflower, Buffalo wings and cauliflower, yes. like everything, but I hate cutting it. I hate chopping it. Yeah. It's weird. That's, you don't have to cut it when you do this. That's amazing. Just yeah. throw the whole yeah. head in and boil you it. You literally just pop the whole, I obviously take off like the like green part of it, like the whatever, Yeah. but I just throw it all in and steam it and then mash it up. It's really good. I'm going to have to try that. I love mashed potatoes, but yeah. honestly, I don't love eating them so often. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm going to try that. I might have to try that tonight. That's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Highly yeah. recommend. My son will just being creative. Like I literally scroll on Pinterest and just like look at recipes. And yeah. another thing that I like to like think about when I'm cooking is like all the colors. Cause as I'm sure, you know, like the more colors we incorporate into our diet, the more like nutrients, the vitamins and minerals, fiber, like yeah. eating a diverse amount of colors is really, really beneficial to your health. So I never try to eat like one color. Like if there's one color on my plate, like that's not, not right. <laughs> rainbow. They always say, yeah, exactly. That. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then I'm sure in terms of movement, you get a million steps a day when you're working. Yeah. Given. When I'm at work, like I'm on my feet all day and then it's kind of like bad because then when I'm not home, like I'm so tired or when I'm not at work, I'm like so tired. So like on my days off, I'll really just like do like content for my Instagram, um, go to the gym for like an hour. I'm going to be honest. Like I hate, I hate the gym. Yeah. It's not for <laughs> like, everyone. <laughs> it's, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I want to say I hate it, but it's, I'm not like a gym junkie. Like yeah. I'm not one of those people that's like, can't wait to work out. Like yeah. I like walking. I like, like low impact exercise. So like walking, I'll do like, just like the elliptical, like on a, like a slow speed yeah. or walk on an incline, but I don't love like sprints or like hit, even though I know I should be doing that. I don't either. I don't like that either. And that's like goes back to the stress thing. Like yeah. some people just like it increases your stress levels. And like, if you're one of those people who doesn't enjoy it, try more of like a low impact mm-hmm. exercise. So like walking, yoga, walking in an incline, you'd be surprised. 
I completely agree. I used to try mm-hmm. to force myself to do, you know, intervals on the treadmill, which sometimes I like just to get out like a burst of aggression. Um, yeah. for the most part, like I don't want to be killing myself because it right. does add to that, that elevated cortisol and adrenaline, yeah. which is what we're mm-hmm. trying to avoid. So it's almost like counteractive in a way. Right. If you're dreading going, there's less mm-hmm. of a chance you're going to go. So I right. really try to like, just listen to my body and do what feels good in the moment because otherwise yeah. I'm going to avoid it at all costs exactly, and not, not do it. So I'm, right. like, I'm all about walking. Yeah. And I feel like you can get like things done too. Like when you're at the gym, I not that like, I'm always like, I need to like do this, 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 yeah. but I'm like, sometimes I'm at the gym and I'm just like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. How much longer until I can leave? Exactly. Yeah. Like when you walk, you can like, let's do a podcast or yeah. like go on your phone. Like, I don't know, just like see what's around you. Like take it all in. We're at the gym. You're like in a dark little dungeon. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I know. I love going on my hikes and I see different houses and flowers yeah. and plants and the birds right. and it's, it's definitely different. Sometimes I need yeah. to go to the gym cause I have a limited amount of time and I'm like, I right. have to just like bang this out. Yeah. Um, or there's like a class, like a yoga class that I know will hold me accountable instead of saying like, right. I'll do Melissa Wood Health later and then I don't do yeah, it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, for the most part, I'm with you there. And and it took yeah. me a long time to figure out what I enjoyed instead of just trying to right. force myself to fit into a mold. Um, right, exactly. Really just kind of do what you like. It's it's yeah. So like I feel like people need to like realize like it's okay to not like exercise, but yeah. like just knowing that like how beneficial it is to like not even your physical health. Like for me, I feel like it's more like mental. I just like, I don't feel good about myself when I like just sat around all day, you know? So it's okay to not like going to the gym. Like yeah. moving. <laughs> I feel like you see all these like fitness, like gurus, like mm-hmm. online. And you're like, Oh, I wish like, I like looked like that. I wish I had that motivation. And I'm like, why? Like that's, yeah. that's literally all they do. Like, yeah. you know, hashtag booty gains. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I know. I know. More power to them, but that's not for everybody. Right. Exactly. Your body is so important. And so many yeah. of us, you're lucky that this isn't the case, but I know it is for me. I sit all day for work. Yeah. Like I sit, I'm at my computer, which is just so unnatural. So I have to right. really make a point to make sure that I'm moving my mm-hmm. body and that I'm getting up often and taking walks. And usually it's in the right. morning before work or it's during lunch and just again, prioritizing that movement. Yeah, exactly. It feels good mentally and it helps me focus. It helps me sleep better. It helps me food. I love that. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite meal? If you had to pick one thing to make today, what would it be? Um, I'm like a huge pasta girl. Like I really am. Italian. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm the Italian. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't know, like anything like pasta with like broccoli. Like, I don't know why I love I love chicken ziti broccoli. I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and you- like a good chicken ziti broccoli, not like lean cuisine, like right? a good chicken ziti broccoli. <laughs> I used to eat those. <laughs> you know, like I want to go to like Italian restaurant, like yeah. a nice, good chicken ziti broccoli. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Yeah. With some red pepper flakes. Yes, parme- fresh parmesan. Yeah, mm. I love it. I'm half Italian yeah. too, so... <laughs> Yeah. There you go. I love that. Do you, um, do you have any 
experience with like um adaptogens and different herbs like kava and no I really like haven't gotten into all that no okay I just started experimenting a little bit with kava so I'm always looking for people Mm -hmm. who have also experienced that yeah Um, yeah it's interesting what's that like what's that like really for it's meant to help reduce stress and can also act like it's a good like I think kind of social lubricant in a way, like instead of alcohol, like you kind of feel more relaxed and sociable. Um, interesting. Yeah. And it's not something that I've, I've used previously. Like I'm very big on ashwagandha and reishi and lion's mane Mm -hmm. and all of those adaptogens, like holy basil for reducing stress. But kava was something I hadn't really gotten too into. And then recently there's this tonic that I've been seeing in all of like the health food stores and it's made. Yeah. Kava. So I was just curious if you had Ooh, any experience. No, I've never even heard of it. Um, what about like CBD? What's your opinion on that? I love stuff? it. I love yeah, good high quality CBD. Yeah. Papa and yeah. Barkley is my favorite. Which one do you use? Papa and Barkley. I've never heard. I started using Beam. Have you heard of that one? No, Beam. I, I think they're like Boston based. Okay. But I ordered it online. It's not like yeah. at a store or anything. Um, but yeah, I just like I don't know what it was like I, I was like I think it was like more so for me like I wasn't sleeping well so I'm like what is like a natural like way that I can just like you know go to sleep like and actually stay asleep so I, yeah I just started using like CBD oil just like putting a drop like before bed like in my yeah. mouth and it's it's really helped like it's amazing yeah I love it I do um I think the equivalent of the serving that they this is it's like a tincture that I use and um yeah I think it, the equivalent of the serving is 14 drops and I use three drops. So I just do like a little tiny bit yeah, right. and I don't feel anything, but I feel less reactive, I guess. Like, I feel like it, like it just takes the edge off a little bit. What the CBD? Yeah. Yeah. I know people always are like, Oh my God, like, am I going to get like high? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, because I like, I am not about like all that like yeah. I freak out my anxiety gets so heightened yeah. like um but the CBD like totally not a high it's just like a very like relaxed like chill yeah and it's yeah. It's, it's also said to be anti-inflammatory which is always great I'm yeah always right to reduce inflammation in the body and I think yeah. that's amazing it is I think important to get good quality CBD right one of it is just um I don't know um, yeah I don't know I think there's definitely different criteria. I've heard that Ned is also a really good option. Um, okay. That seems yeah. Really I just recommend. explored that one. Yeah. Beam, so have to check that out. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this was great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Where I can know. everyone find you? Because you have the best recipe yeah. and I need to go stock you. all your pasta. And <laughs> oh my gosh. So you can find me at sharing the taste with two ease.com. And then also my Instagram is sharing the taste with two E's at the end. Perfect. Great. Thank you. It was so nice. I'm so happy we did this finally. I'm so happy that you're like podcasting again and stuff. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to rate and review and also follow along on Instagram at holistic.w.kristen. And I will see you soon.